Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today we are reflecting on the lessons I've learned in life because I'm about to turn 21 so I feel like I have a little bit of wisdom. I'm going to be telling you guys about the time I nearly had my butthole exposed in an airport. I'm going to be talking about how I sometimes fall in love with the idea of a boy instead of the actual boy and how I deal with fighting with friends. But please make sure you follow and rate if you if you feel like it. Rate the podcast because it means the world to me and I want you guys to stay in tune with the podcast and if you follow it, it will come up on your like homepage every time I post a new episode. So yeah. So guys, since I last spoke to you, I actually went home. I went home to Belfast for the weekend. It was actually so nice. But um, oh my god, wait! Results were last week. If anyone got results, how did you do? Let me know. I hope you all did well. If you didn't, fuck it. Who cares? Just a letter on a piece of paper doesn't actually really mean anything. We are literally on a floating rock. But yeah, I went home basically throughout the week because obviously I record these weekly. Throughout the week, I have like these thoughts that come to me and I'm like oh my god I want to speak about that on my podcast but I always think I'm gonna forget them so I write them down in my notes so like I don't obviously write down the full thought because as soon as I read like a little a prompt I will remember it but like my notes look crazy like this is a note that I have for this week it goes Burger King security garlic commando fights like, what does that mean? Not the average person could decipher that, but I actually can. So let's get stuck into it. So obviously I went home to Belfast and I was in the airport security. That's where the security comes in. Um, basically, when I was younger, did you ever watch that thing? I didn't actually really watch it. For some reason, it was just always on the TV and I don't know who chose to put it on the, like, the family TV in the kitchen, but it, it was always on. You know, like the border control thing where people go into Australia. I think uh, we only ever watched the Australian one. I don't know if there is any other ones. And people would go into Australia and they would smuggle in the craziest shit. It'd be like exotic animals in their hand luggage, like live exotic animals. It was always just so bizarre. And the people at the border, like the, is it border police? Are they police? Maybe they are, I don't know. They basically like seize whatever it is and the rest. The people, they always say in that program that they're able to tell like who's smuggling and who's who they need to arrest like based on their behaviour. Like if they've got suspicious behaviour. And ever since that, like every time I'm going through airport security, it's different if I'm with someone that I can chat away to them. But like if I'm going through airport security, like you know when you're going through that beep 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 thing and you're like you walk through the little like arch and you don't have your phone, you can't sit on your phone, you can't chat to anyone if you're on your own, like, you don't have headphones, you literally just have to, like, stare at the person on the other side until they tell you to go, I and mean, then you have to, like, awkwardly walk, and I focus so hard on not being suspicious that I think I end up looking really suspicious, and it's a whole thing, I overthink it so much, I'm like, oh my god, they're about to fucking, like, arrest me because of the way I'm acting, like, I'm literally, like, I refuse to move a muscle in case I look suspicious, but by doing that, I think I might look a bit more suspicious. Talking about that little beepy thing that you walk through. The other week, I was in Manchester. And basically, like, there was a, it's a really, really long story. And I don't want to get into how it happened. But I ran out of pants. I didn't have any pants. And I didn't have time to go buy pants. I had to travel somewhere that day. So I literally, I could not get pants. I, I was kind of, like, relying on the fact that I, I would go commando until I got to the airport. And then I would find a shop where I could buy pants. But there were no shops in this airport. Like, this airport was so shit. Like, there was no shops open. I couldn't... I couldn't... I basically couldn't buy any pants and I was left commando. 
you know, I'm I really really love going commando, but not in public. Like I, the second I get into my house, like my pants and socks are coming off. Like I need to be free. I do not like it. I feel so restricted. Like people who sleep in pants, people who sleep in socks, like you terrify me. I cannot do it. I'm a commando person, and like if I'm walking to the shops from my house in Paris sweats, I'm not putting on pants. It's not for me. However, like this was in public, like in an airport I was commando and I was wearing jeans I basically had these like really really big jeans and they're men's jeans and I like they are huge for me like if I wasn't wearing a belt they would fall down to my ankles but I always just wear like a really big belt with them and that's what I was wearing in the airport so I was wearing these huge jeans with a belt and commando underneath so anyway I get to the beep 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 thing and I hadn't really I hadn't thought about this but um I was on my own as well so can you imagine the absolute fucking anxiety that I was feeling they were like oh you need to take off your belt and I was like wait I can't like my jeans will fall down I obviously couldn't tell them my fucking vagina will be out if I take off my belt so I just had to be like oh they're really baggy like can I hold them as I walk through and they're like yeah okay you can hold them so I put the I put the belt like through the belt I put the belt through the belt the security belt and I walked through but I beeped there was something on me that was beeping so I had to go into that, you know, you know when you walk into that like chamber and you have to put your hands above your head and it like swipes around you. I had to do that. But I was like, guys, I don't think you understand here. If I put my hands above my head, my jeans are going to fall down my ankles and my asshole is going to be exposed to the entire Manchester airport security here. And that is not something that I'm interested in doing right now. I will literally have a fucking panic attack. I started coming out in all this rash. I was like telling them, I was like, I can't, I really, really can't go into this machine. Somehow. Do not know how I finessed this because, like, I could have been smuggling something, like, and that's why I didn't want to go into that, like, like that chamber. But um, they were like, okay, that's fine, just go through. And I was like, oh my god, the heart palpitations. I have a heart palpitations thinking about it. Like, I was. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I went into the chamber, hands up, jeans down to my ankles, butthole out. It could have been a real situation. I was very, very close to that happening. I narrowly avoided it. Anyway, the next thing on my list is Burger King. I was in the airport then after my whole security palaver and I saw Burger King and I was like about to go get it and I, I like the smell got to my nose and I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna fucking throw up. I can never eat Burger King again because the smell just triggered this memory. If you remember I went to Ibiza, I mean, I told you all about it. It was so dramatic. I could not get over it for weeks. I went to Ibiza, fell asleep at the airport, woke up like four hours later, missed my flight. No one's like, they were all speaking to me in Spanish. I had to leave the airport with no phone, no money. It was the worst day of my life. Um, But before I fell asleep in the airport that day, it was like 7 a.m., bear in mind. Like my flight was very early and like I'd got there like three hours before. So I got to the airport like 7 a.m. For some fucking reason, like actually I don't know what my thought process was. I went to Burger King, bought 20 chicken nuggets. Bear in mind, I was still drunk at this point. Like I was exhausted. Like I don't know why I thought I'd be able to eat 20 chicken nuggets. They've got these vegan nuggets, by the way. They're incredible. If you haven't tried them, you should try them. But except I can never eat them again. Even the thought of them is making me feel sick actually right now. I went and got 20 chicken nuggets and then I woke up five hours later with them in my hand. I always exaggerate a story. Like, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. Because, like, it was, like, three hours. But every time I tell it, I add on hours. Like, sometimes, like by the end of the year, I will be telling people that I fell asleep and I'd be at the airport for 12 hours. Yeah, and I woke up and these, like, chicken nuggets were in my hand. And I was like, this is fucking disgusting. I will never touch Burger King again. Anyway, so I went up to Belfast, had a lovely time. Got to see all my friends, my family. I mean, a lot of my friends are away on summer holiday. But the friends that were there, I got to see them all. Reunited, good times. But then I actually got my booster vaccine because I haven't got my booster vaccine, like my third one yet, because I have to get all my vaccines in Northern Ireland because it's like a different system. And I got my first one in Northern Ireland. So I just had to go back to Northern Ireland to get them. And I haven't been back to Belfast in ages. And if I have been back to Belfast, it's been for like two days, like very short feeding visit. And like I've been quite busy and I haven't had time to go get my, my booster vaccine. So I got my booster vaccine yesterday and holy fuck, it's wiped me out. 
the vaccine just does not agree with me at all like I'm not I'm so into the vaccine I'm so behind the vaccine I love it but it wipes me out every time I feel like I've been hit by a truck right now guys like I you have to bear with me today in this whole podcast because like I'm having severe brain fog I feel like I'm hit by a truck I can't really open my eyes properly do you ever get that like really sore eyes when you get a vaccine I have it when like when I have COVID I have such sore eyes and then like whenever I got my vaccine like my, my booster one there basically how weird is this? I don't know if I've told you this guy before, and I don't want to fear monger anyone because I'm so behind the vaccine, but on my second vaccine, I got it in my right arm, so it was like a different arm. And ever since, there's been like a little like ball in my arm, like a little, like it's like a hard thing in my arm. It is obviously like, you know, it started off, I could feel it and I was like, that's a bit weird. And over time it's grown and it's changed color on the outside. It's quite like pale where it is. Oh my God, it's so weird. And I always just thought that it was from getting my vaccine in that arm because I've never had anything else happen to that arm except get an injection, like the vaccine in it. And I just kind of assumed like it was a bit of scar tissue like under the surface of my skin, like from the injection. I never really thought about it, but it has been getting kind of big and like, it's just a bit weird. Anyway, so I went to get my booster vaccine and I said to them like, oh guys, yeah, like, can you can you just check this out? Like the last time I got my vaccine, like there's been like this like little nodule kind of thing like under my skin ever since. And they're like, that's not where your vaccine is. Like that's way too low down, like for where your vaccine is. And I was like, oh my God. So what is it? Has someone, when I've been really drunk or something, like put a fucking tracker in me? I don't know. I'm going to maybe go get it checked out. You know, I love going to the doctor. I love getting things checked out. So I think I'm going to go get it checked out. But apart from that, everything's been good how's everything been with you you know let me know text me text me on instagram i'm actually heading off to tuscany today but i'll get more into that later you cannot hold me down i'm i am like hot girl summering this summer at the start of remember i was like i'm never going on a holiday again i've been holidayed out and i've literally i'm going away every week but it's because like i have family friends that live in tuscany so i don't even have to pay for accommodation i literally have to get like a 60 pound ryanair flight to pizza and then just have the nicest week in tuscany for free like you cannot pass that up and it's just so relaxing and i just feel like i need a bit of a relaxing shut up Olivia. you do not need a bit of a relaxing time i don't know i have a booster vaccine and i was like you know what i deserve a fucking holiday for this I thought today we could talk about the lessons we've learned in life. So I'm basically turning 21 in, I think, a month, which is terrifying. Like, I don't like to speak about it. But, like, 21 years is a long time. And I always thought by 21, I would know everything. Like, I would be, what's that word that you used to describe God and Ari? Omnibenevolent? Omnipresent? You know, one of those ones. Who who knows? I obviously didn't really pay that much attention and Ari was not a big fan of it whatsoever. I wasn't a big fan of my teacher. He used to hate me because I went to like a religious school and if you wrote, like you know the way you had to choose like a side in an essay? Like you had to either choose like like basically the religious side or not the religious side. I was obviously always choosing the not religious side because I'm not religious and he fucking hated me for it and I feel like, I genuinely feel like he marked me down for not picking the religious side. I just feel like I don't know everything. I feel like I haven't, you know, I have actually like I've been through a lot. I feel like I've lived a very... I've, I've lived a lot in my 20 years. I think mostly in the past two years, like since I was 18 and I moved to London, it's been like the craziest two years and I've learned, I actually have learned so much and I have matured and grown up so much as a person. And like moving on at 18, like you kind of have to, like I'm sure everyone that moved to uni at 18 knows what you mean, but like you go your whole life. I mean, me anyway, like I was very blessed. My mum, like 
no, she didn't baby me at all. Like, I was not babied. And I was also the youngest sibling, so I think I grew up the fastest. But, like, my mum, like, would still make me dinner every night up until the age, like, up until I left, up until I moved out. So, like, moving out, like, she did my washing. She would, like, do my sheets. I don't, I literally, I don't think I made my bed at home. Like, my mum was a fucking godsend. She did everything. Like, she's amazing. I love her so much. Every time I go home as well, I rip the piss out of it. I'm like, mummy, can you please make me breakfast, lunch, and dinner? And can you give me back tickles and rub my hair? And I I just really need help like can you give me a lift on my friend's house like she does everything for me when I'm home because I'm literally only home like three days like every six months so like I just rip the piss out of it but she's amazing like, she's she really does a lot for her kids can't thank her enough for that but anyway it was very much like in a way babied up until I moved out so like very quickly I had to find my feet and I think yeah I just I do think I have matured in, in some ways but I wanted to talk about like the lessons that I've learned in life and I asked you guys on Instagram for lessons that you've learned because I don't know I actually kind of struggle to think about this like you know me like every time I drive because I'm in the Spotify studios right now and every time I drive here I speak out loud to no one like if anyone could like hear me they would literally think I'm a crazy person because I'm literally just chatting away to myself it's so weird but I like practice not practice what I'm going to say in the podcast but like you know I kind of like I need to I needed a deep dive in my psyche to try find some lessons that because I just feel like I forget everything. I'm a very forgetful person and I always need to like deep dive and like remember things I've learned in life. And you know, like last week my topic on my podcast was results and I needed to like deep dive and like try like recollect my memories from the results night because I just always forget things. But like yeah, on the way here I was trying to think of lessons that I've learned and you know what halfway I gave up and I just put on the Hamilton soundtrack instead because I really couldn't think of any. I came up with two lessons that I think I've learned. One has been a very recent lesson that I've learned and I've only sort of recently implementing it into like my everyday life. And I genuinely, like, I think it's one of the most important like values that I've, I've found in my life. Basically, in the past, I think like year, not even like six months, and I'm not perfect at this, like I'm still learning to do this, but I try to find the positive in like a lot of situations. So for example, say I was late to a meeting and I got there like 10 minutes late and I was like walking in and I said to myself like oh I wish I had just woken up 50 minutes earlier I would have been on time I should have done this I wish I did that I just don't do that anymore because I'm like you know what it's out of my control I'm here now you know like well this is obviously like I'm just late for everything but like this is like a shit example but you know what I mean like um, I'm here now like what's the point on dwelling on something I could have done or something I would have should have you know like that is not going to do anything for you like it's not helpful for you it's not going to change anything that's happened and I don't know it was just like making me feel shit and I didn't even realize how much I did it and I said that out loud to people until I like I think I'm gonna read it online somewhere and like now I just like I just try to find the positive I'm like oh well at least I'm here do you know what I mean or like I went out shopping with my friends in town and I didn't bring a jacket and I ended up being cold instead of like complaining about it the whole time being like oh I'm fucking freezing I wish I brought my jacket I should have brought my jacket and just like like making myself miserable with these thoughts just like I don't know like have a good time like there's no like the, the more that you voice out loud like that you're you regret something it just makes me feel shit and it's it's so weird like I know I say it, you're probably like I don't even really do that but like you probably do like I used to regret everything I used to like wake up when I was hungover and be like oh I wish I didn't go out I feel like shit now but I'm now I'm just like I went out I had a good time like there's no point regretting it because it's not gonna do anything like it's out of your control it's happened now like get up and have a shower go order yourself some yummy delivery like there's no point in dwelling on things and regretting things and like thinking about things in the past and wishing you'd done things differently because like it literally was it's only going to make you feel like shit 
and I gen it, it has like it has lifted my spirits. I feel like I'm genuinely a happier person day to day and like more positive about things. And it helps like, a lot with like stress and anxiety, like just like understanding that things are out of your control and like just thinking about them in a positive way is gonna make you feel so much better and make more good things happen to you. Not to be all like witchy on you, but <laughs> Another thing I think I've learned is this is like not something I implement in my everyday life because I do not get in fights with people every day in my life. But, you know, like I've fallen out with people before. I have gotten fights. I, I went to like, I went to school, you know, like everyone was so bitchy in school. Like I was always like, no, I wasn't always falling out with people. I think I've lost like two friends in my life. If even. Anyway, let me explain. If someone sent me a paragraph slabbering at me, starting on me, I used to be the kind of person when I was like 16 that I was like, I'm going to reply right away I'm gonna be really angry I'm gonna get my point across because I'm right and I need to have the last word and I need them to see that I'm right and that they're wrong like you know like I would just go at it you know I would give them the exact same energy back but now as I've grown older if someone ever like sends me a message you know starting on me or getting in a fight with me which hasn't happened in a long time it's been like almost like a year since I've gotten a fight with anyone but I've just kind of realized now the best thing to do is either don't reply which is gonna just piss them off though or don't like read it take a few hours because if you reply out of anger you're just gonna seem like you're not gonna say things that you mean and you're also just gonna seem like a bitch like I always like I always think in these kind of scenarios like pretend that someone else is reading these messages and then like see how you want to be perceived so I like I take a few hours and then I'll like a lot of the time just be like I'm really really sorry that like I made you feel like that kind of thing or yeah like you're completely right like kill him with kindness honestly because like sometimes I get things I'm like like so things happen and I'm like oh my god this person is delusional like I want to I like I want to tell them that and I want to tell them like how things are but nine times out of ten they're not going to listen to you they don't want to listen to you they think that what they think is completely right and you're not going to see eye to eye so there's no point in going on the defense just be like yeah you know what like so sorry for you like that and just kill him with kindness and then you seem like the really really grown-up person in the scenario and you seem like really mature and that's something that like I don't implement in my everyday life but like in a, like the past couple of times I've had like arguments with people I just completely kill him with kindness and I really enjoy doing it I mean boyfriends don't count because boyfriends suck no boyfriend not all boyfriends suck but <laughs> do you know what I mean like I just feel like it doesn't really count but yeah no I just I just I feel like I'm really mature now in arguments and yeah that's my other lesson. Another thing, another lesson I think I've learned is not caring whether people like me or not. And not in a way of like, of like, oh, be a bitch and if people don't like you, then it doesn't matter. Like, not at all that. Like, I, I really care about like being nice to people and stuff. When I, like, this isn't just since being on social media, like, it's like my whole life. But if someone didn't like me, it would like stress me out. Like, it would actually eat me alive. I'd be like, why the fuck don't they like me? I need to like do things to make them like me. Like, why aren't they giving me the time of day and stuff? And Obviously, whenever I started doing, like, YouTube and TikTok and stuff, I got a lot of hate and I got, like, more than ever people that didn't like me, even though they don't know me, but, you know what, I'm not getting into it. Like, you're completely obligated to not like me. Like, that is, like, completely your choice. I'm not saying, like, everyone has to like me, but whenever I first started, I was, like, I was 17. Like, was I 17? No, I think I was 17. I I couldn't quite grasp because I was still very much in the, oh, my God, if someone doesn't like me, it's going to ruin my life but when I was 17 and these people didn't like me I was like oh my god why don't they like me I need to I need to change something about myself I need to start acting like this person or I like everyone likes this person so I should start acting like them or I should start dressing like them or I should you know like I really couldn't grasp it but like now 
as I've like grown up and matured I've kind of learned that like if someone doesn't like you for you like that's you cannot do anything about that and it's completely irrelevant to you like you just really shouldn't care about it I know it's easier said than done but I don't know I really just feel like I do not care if someone doesn't like me I'm if someone in my close friends and family or like even just like someone I actually know in real life didn't like me I think I would still probably have a problem with it like obviously if like one of my best friends decided they didn't like me or like we fell out it would like it would crush me but it's more just like people who who don't actually know you and they like maybe like know you on a surface level and they don't like you like that like it just really shouldn't affect you and it used to really affect me and like when I used to get here it used to affect me so much but like now I'm just like it, it doesn't even slightly matter to me as long as like my friends and family like me then why the fuck would I care So someone has said, learning to be selfish after putting everyone above myself for so long is hard, but comes with setting yourself some boundaries and putting your mental health above anything. I completely agree with this. I think this is really important, being selfish and like putting yourself first, but you also don't want to push away everyone that you have. So like yesterday I was on TikTok and I saw this sound and it was from Emma Chamberlain's podcast, I think. And basically my friend had used the sound and been like, this is in the sound she says, I don't want anyone to text me. I don't want anyone to call me. I don't want to text anyone I don't want to see anyone like please just like everyone just like leave me alone kind of thing and my friend used it and was like this is so not me like I need constant attention and I was like thinking to myself I like I'm very much the Emma Chamberlain in that situation like I've talked to you guys before about how I will literally go through like months of like not really seeing friends and kind of like hibernating and sleeping all day and like cancelling plans and not making effort with friends because I like my thought process when I'm doing that is is fuck I I feel like mentally exhausted I'm mentally drained I don't have the social battery right now to see people and I don't want to go out I don't want to do this and stuff so I'm going to be selfish here and I'm going to put myself first but you also have to realize that that like that is probably pushing people away like I had a friend she's still one of my best friends but she messaged me and she was like I literally do not see you anymore like what is going on like why don't we see each other and I, I, when she sent me that I was like shit like I always just kind of thought that I kind of got away with doing that like not seeing people I always thought that like no one really cared everyone got on with their lives but like people take that personally like whenever I do that and I kind of realize that and now I just feel like I like I was being selfish to myself I was being like oh I'm mentally drained I don't want to see anyone but sometimes you can't be that selfish because it is going to push people away and that's like kind of hard to admit to yourself like sometimes like I really 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 do not want to go out and like my friend will just like be like please Olivia and I'll just be like oh fuck right you know what I have to put my friends first in this situation like I really really care about my friends and I also really care about myself but like I really care about my friends and I don't want to let a friend down like that's like sometimes honestly more important to me do you know what I mean so I, I agree with that in a way but also kind of don't Someone said, this is more of like a relationship one. Someone said basically that we sometimes fall in love with someone's potential and we ignore their behavior because we think that they can be better. I am a fucking victim of this one. I love falling in love. Like sometimes I think like, have I, no, I I think I have been in love obviously, but like sometimes I just romanticize the falling bit and like, you know, like the honeymoon phase. I'm obsessed with that. Like sometimes I look back at like things with boys and I, I I will realize that I've treated them like shit because I don't even really care to I know I do get to know them obviously like I spend every fucking day with them but I'm just like so blinded by what we could be in the future and like the effort like the effort that they're putting in for like the future with me and 
the gifts that they're getting me and the dates that were going on and you know everything's new everything's fun and then it gets like three months in or like four months in and I'm just like you know what I actually I I don't want a future with you I just fell in love with the idea of like a potential future with you and that's like honestly why I've like never been able to have a relationship for longer than six months I mean I feel like my relationship here like that I'm having at the minute is like approaching six months so that's something we'll see (laughs) but like yeah, I just feel like I'm very much a victim of the what you said. Like I always just like fall in love with the idea of a person, and then it make it, like after when I think about it, I'm like, fuck, this person's probably so confused because they're not probably like me. Like they probably actually did like fall in love with me, and then I've just like pushed them to the side of the curb. Like it's it's terrible. Like I I, I will put my hands up and like say I'm not good with boys. Like. I was home there at the weekend, obviously, and my friend Elise came on and she was like, Olivia, why are you like, because we were just like talking about boys and stuff, and she's like, why are you like that with boys? Like, like, what, like, I would love to know, like, why every time it gets to six months, it just stops, and like, you're so intense with someone at the start, and then, I don't know, she was like, I would love to know the, like, psychology behind that and why you do that, and I was like, yeah, you know what, me too, Elise, I don't really understand it either, and like, I just, <laughs> I would love to understand it, but I genuinely think it is, I just fall in love with the idea of falling in love and like the potential future with this person and then it gets down to it and I act like the honeymoon phase wears off and all the excitement of it wears off and I'm just like "Mm, well this is boring now I need to go do it again and that's not a good way to be like I can't be like that my whole life I'm gonna have to sort that out at some point if anyone's got any tips for me let me know I just feel like it's like that's just me as a person but that's like I don't I don't want that to be me as a person so it's like definitely something I need to work on and I just have, like, no, like, also, like, when it comes to relationships, I have, like, no tolerance at all. Like, I know people, like, in, like, long-term relationships, they go through shit and they, like, they're able to, like, get through it and work through it. But I just have no tolerance if someone does, like, fucks up in some way or does something that I don't like. I just, like, you know what? Like, I'm 20 years old. There's so many other people out in the world. Like, there's no point in me trying to work through this right now. Like, we've only been together, like, five months. I'm just kind of, like... I really have no tolerance and that's not a good thing. Like, I will get in, like, one fight and I'll be like, fuck off, never seeing you again. Which, honestly, is kind of a good thing because, like, sometimes I see my friends put up with so much shit before they actually break up with someone. And, you know, I guess, like, if you really, really love someone, like, it's not as easy as just, like, breaking up with them when the first thing happens. But, like... People that I know have been with people for years and the whole time I've been like, you need to break up with this person. Like, you cannot put up with this shit. Like, you deserve so much better. You could find someone so easily. And I guess it's just, like, scary as well because if you genuinely love someone, like, it's hard to just, like, break up with them and, like, never see them again and, like, try, like, meet someone else and then it's always the fear, like, what if you don't find someone else and, you like, you can never find what you have with that person again. But I just, like, I think I know because I have had, like, I mean, how many boyfriends have I had? Three. I've had three boyfriends. But, like, I just know that it's... (laughs) this is terrible I can't believe I'm actually saying this but like I I clearly know because I've I've had a few boyfriends that like you will find it again so I have no tolerance because I'm just like fuck it like it's not the end of the world is it oh terrible this next one like actually makes me want to cry my eyes out so this person said that your parents are living life for the first time as well does that not make you want to cry because like I don't know to me it seems like my mum has lived for 500 years and that she knows every single thing under the like planet and like it feels weird as you get older to see your parents have almost like the same struggles that you have 
in a way. Like, not, my parents aren't having the exact same struggles, but like, it just feels weird. Like, sometimes I feel like my parents don't feel human. Like, they don't feel like the same like species as me. But like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just feel like they know everything and all this. But like, rea- like in reality, they're I think they're what thirty years older than me. They've been living for like my life plus a few more years, like extra than me. Do you know what I mean? Because whenever I think about like my life, I'm obviously nearly twenty one. That feels like five years to me like I really that doesn't actually feel like 21 years obviously like my life feels so short life has gone so fucking quickly it's terrifying so then I think about it for them like if 20 years seems like five years to me like really they're only like five years older than me and it's just like when my mum like speaks to me about things now because obviously like as we got older we've got like a bit of a more like not like mature relationship but like we, we chat about things like we chat about our work we chat about friends and boys and her past with boys and do you know what I mean like we talk about stuff like that and it's just so interesting because like I mean she really is living for the first time and like I kind of like don't really hold them to this standard anymore I mean I'm still very needy with them like bless my dad like he really helps me a lot with like financial stuff and I do rely on him a lot because he's like he owns a finance company like I don't know what the fuck to do with what, like taxes and stuff so he really really helps with that and like I, I don't know what the fuck I would do without him like I do rely on him a lot but like I don't know it's just holding them not to that standard is like it, it's really changed my relationship with them I feel like like now I feel like, like I literally have so much fun with them like I want to be friends with them like I'm having a birthday dinner for my birthday like I'm not doing anything crazy for my birthday this year because obviously I'm turning 21 and I feel like in Belfast anyway like when you turn 21 it's like a thing that you like have a black tie and like a long like a like a formal kind of birthday party and I was like I don't really want that and like last year I had a birthday party and it was chaos I like bought like rented out like a full like kind of club thing and it was just like chaos obviously I got paralytic because everyone was feeding me shots and there was so much drink everywhere and I was like I don't want I don't want to repeat it that I don't even remember the party and I just wasted all that money on a party I don't even remember so I'm doing something chill this year like I'm literally just doing a dinner with like my Belfast friends like mum and dad and my brother and sister and obviously my close friends from London but like if you had told me three years ago that I would, if I had, like, obviously it's, like, a table of, like, 20, I think. If, if you told me, like, I had a table of 20 to have, like, a really fun dinner and everyone get drunk that I was inviting my mum and dad, I'd be like, are you joking? Like, they're so lame. Like, I don't want, like, my mum and dad there. Like, no, I literally, like, I don't know. I think they're the most fun people ever. Like, I love hanging out with them. Like, they just feel, like, so much less of this, like hierarchy is that a word hierarchy I don't know but yeah I completely agree like knowing that your parents are living for the first time and they're still figuring out everything like it really like I don't know makes me like not hold them to such a high standard okay I'm gonna head off now because I need to go pack because I'm literally leaving for the airport and now I got back at like 2am last night it's 10am and now I'm going away again it's it's intense but you know it's hot girl summer so I'm not going to regret it, you know. I, I deserve a bit of relaxation time in summer. I'm actually like, I, I, I need to just settle down for at least two weeks. Per Phil, like, I mean, he doesn't care at all. But, like, he literally, like, goes around London. Like, I feel like he's more well-travelled than me. Because all my friends, like, my friends asked to look after him because he's, like, the best cat in the world. Um, He's just so chill. Like, all you have to do is, he doesn't go outside. So, like, all you have to do is make sure he's got food all day. And, like, give them cuddles, obviously. But, like, people love that in London. Like, everyone lives in a flat. Every, like, loads of people live on their own. It gets kind of lonely sometimes. So, like, to have a little fluffy cat running around, like, cuddling you is just amazing. But, yeah, he has been, like, all over London this summer. So I'm just really excited for us to, like... I'm also, like, hopefully moving within the next two weeks. I've obviously been trying to kind of update you guys about the house situation that I'm moving into. But I don't want to, like, give you too much away. Just... I know, like, it, it is, like, it's done not like it's signed and all like the contracts are gone like it's happening but I just still feel weird about jinxing it but yeah hopefully within the next two weeks I'll be moving in and we can fully settle down me and Phil 
after a chaotic summer. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed and take my lessons that I've learned with a pinch of salt because honestly, I don't even know if any of them made sense. I can't even remember anything I spoke about there because my head is so sore because of this booster vaccine. I'm kind of dying a little bit. But I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you next week. Bye. Love you. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia.